If you enjoy the adventures of our characters in Ostia and our show about the rules for 5th edition, support us on Patreon. For just $1 a month, you will get exclusive content and updates. If you're interested in a look behind the curtain of how we keep track of all of our quests, we are going to be releasing our player's to-do list document for each session to all patrons going forward. This includes our plans for which characters need to have a heart-to-heart, what letters are they writing to family at home, and which NPCs can't be trusted. Beyond that, higher tiers get DM's notes, bloopers from our episodes, and to add an item or NPC to a D&D Raw episode. We are especially grateful to our producer-tier patrons who listen to our audio before anyone else to give feedback and shape the final episode. We want to give a special thanks to Johnny Torres for serving as a producer on this episode. Support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash dndraw. Next week will be Serviceable Plots, Episode 39. Join us now for Serviceable Plots, Episode 38, Red-Eyed Problem. And with me today are the following players. Hi, I'm Bethany, and I'll be playing Belinda Walsingham, the half-elf awakened mystic. Hi, this is Adam, and I will be playing Akiva Khonshu, the Shadar Kai Hexblade Warlock. Hi, I'm Jane, and I'm playing Nissa Turin, the gnome arcane trickster rogue. Hi, I'm Mike, and I'm playing Scribner Shannon Whitecliffe, the human rogue fighter. Last time, Akiva and Scriv returned to Belinda's apartment to explain what had happened with Umbra and Orlay. The pair took time to decompress, while Belinda and Nyssa went to meet with her contact in the Shadow Wolves, only to be surprised that Lyle wasn't there, and a man named Sadan, a traitor according to the letter in Nyssa's pocket, was searching for him. After setting up a future meeting with some potential members of the Whispered Ones, Belinda and Nyssa returned home with a spell scroll for Akiva, to contact his friend. As Akiva emotionally prepared himself for this, he re-summoned his familiar Lazarus and enjoyed his company after a grueling 24 hours. So, about that spell scroll. Yeah, I think I've composed a good 25 words. So, Belinda, are you casting the spell? Yeah, I guess I will cast the spell, Tony. From Akiva, care of Belinda Walsingham, met Nissa and Orenthal. Where are you? Are you okay? Who sent you? Why are you here? Missed you. Roll Arcana check. 25. Belinda, you read the scroll and then say the message. As the scroll burns and disappears in your hand, the magic is sent out. Belinda, you hear kind of a a monotone feminine voice in your head. Similar to how Akiva is whenever he's gotten super serious, but just, Akiva's safe. Good. On material plane, headed to him. I'm okay. Neslam sent me. Witness the death. Mutual friend Bai said you were in Orenthal. Mutual friend? <laughs> okay, uh, can I, as I'm hearing it, just relay it directly out to Akiva so he hears it in real time as close as possible. Okay, she witnessed the death. Which means it has happened. And Bai? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I'm still sorry that I didn't believe you. <laughs> It's okay. We've learned to trust each other more since then. You know, there's been a few betrayals since then. And I mean, hey, she seemed nice. It, maybe she's not... She seemed pretty... Sinister. No. What? She was actually really nice. Didn't she give you tea? And we talked, yeah. She told me a lot of stories about Solana, and it was nice. I shared my life story with her. You do that with everyone, though. And they're all my friends. Someone's back to normal. Long to short, it's it's like a tiger. You, you can be nice to it, but just remember who it is? Yeah, um, she was kind of in the regard, but not in the regard. Can you elaborate, please? There was this man there. There was lots of people there, but she basically used him to communicate with us. Like, she would whisper in his ear and he would talk to you, or... She was talking through him. She was, she was talking through him? She She spoke... In my friend's mind at one time, but then when she used the man she spoke, she used him to speak through him. She took control of him and used him as a mouthpiece to communicate with you, despite not physically being there? Yes. She also appeared to me in a dream. To what end? It was the easiest way to communicate without, with her being so far away, is what she told me. 
So, what'd you talk about? The weather? We drank tea? It was lovely. It was great. And that's it? Uh, yeah. Pretty much, you know. Because, I mean, I think we understand now why she took an interest in you, Scriv. If you're not human. Wait, what? Whoops. I'm gonna just look over. Well, that didn't take long. Sorry. You now know Akiva's dark secret? Scriv's dark secret? I don't have a dark secret. That was said, it, it's a poison well. We don't know if it's accurate. Okay, what could be a dark secret for Scriv? Basically, everybody's compromised. You might as well tell us what happened. We were in a bad situation. I may have made a deal with her to get us released because we were imprisoned at the time. What were the conditions of the deal? She wanted us to get close to someone out there. She has a grief with this person. She wanted me to get close and then plant a ring on said person. Were you able to do this? or We came in touch with this person, we came close to her, but I, I didn't plant the ring. Do you still have the ring? No. Who was it? A person named Vashti? You can make a history check. Eleven. Eleven. Seventeen. Nope. Name doesn't ring a bell. So she's someone that Bai had a grievance against and wanted to kill? I think so. She called it the outcast. Vashti's also one of the guardians I mentioned out there. The certain lands have to have guardians. Vashti's one of them. I think Bai wanted to take her land and take her guardianship, I think. Is she the guardian of the land where that underground fortress you told us about is? No, that's the Lady of Spirits. Okay. Does Bai... Is she one of these guardians? I don't believe so. She has an interest in Asentheus. She seems to have a strong connection there. Okay. Our goal right now is to get ready for the Tenebris fight. We have to gather our resources. This is just borrowing trouble. We now know that your friend, Akiva, is safe. We now know that Bai, a very powerful asset? Threat? Being. We'll say being. Being is nowhere near where we're going to be engaging. So we can just set that aside as a good to know. You know, unless you can teleport. Set that aside as a good to know. I will point out, since Akiva already said we learned there might be, potentially, lie or not, something about Yuskriv that is repulsive to Umbra, perhaps Bai knows something, because she did take an interest in you. Akiva, I know you felt like you were friends with Bai, but she rather cut you off and spurned you. But I told her my life story. Yes, and then she, I believe, called you a death elf and turned away from you. Unless I'm remembering it wrong. I did not make any friendly overtures, so her interest in our party seemed to be you, Scriv. And it sounds like she does things for a reason, and remembered us for a reason. I don't think you're nobody, but who knows? Maybe she just wanted to hear about Veripol. Does that seem like her, Nissa? Just to want to chat about a small town? I mean, she likes to chat, she likes to talk about towns, but I believe there's a reason for everything she talks about. She travels a lot, too, from, I think. I get that impression. Can I think back to the conversation, and could there have been, like, I don't know, an undertone? Something that might make more sense now that didn't make sense then? Make an intelligence check. 20. I mean, conversation seemed pleasant. She asked just a lot of questions about what your life in Veripol was like what it was like in the ruins and traveling through them. She also wants your amulet. I wouldn't be surprised at this, right? Everybody wants that amulet. So I think we need to talk about our next steps. Like staying in town? Well, we've got some time we need to kill, for lack of a better word. Ten days isn't much. No, we've got a lot of people we need to meet with. Yeah, it seems like we have a lot of stuff we have to get done. Yeah. Akiva, I I don't know how to say this in a nice way, but I think... um. The choice you made is going to have some consequences beyond what we've already discussed, which we're not going to discuss further right now. But I was thinking about what might be the repercussions to the power you summoned into Orenthal. The city has been attacked before, you know, in times past, by interplanar threats. Oh, this isn't going to end well, is it? I think some people might be looking for you, probably the Staff Federation. I know they have some magical protections and sensors joy as far as we know you weren't seen by a person but 
you guys probably did get seen by somebody at some point leaving the scene. So they're gonna know that the power was released, I think, and probably be looking for who it was. So I think as great as this mask is, I think we need to work on concealing your identity. Scriv, I know you're proficient with the disguise kit and could easily change yourself, but we have this red-eyed problem over here. Not referring to you, referring to the red-eye situation. Hi. I could help with that. He could borrow my hat. Your hat? Yeah. It can, dis- can disguise him. He'll need to spend an hour with it, I believe. You can put it on, spend some time with it, and then you can completely change your appearance. No problem. Belinda, can we have a word, like, outside? Yeah. Uh, we're just gonna chat for a little bit and then probably run some errands. Uh, I might see if we have to make that pit stop to talk to my mother. I know you would love to do that, Nissa. Uh, she's <clears> such <throat> a friendly woman. But we'll probably be back this evening at the latest. Okay. Have fun. Yeah, you too. Be careful. We will try to make proper choices this time. And remember, we're not talking about Tenebris at all, because we don't want to give away the plans. Got it. So Scriv and Belinda leave the apartment. Kiva, you are focusing on this hat, but what are you going to look like once this is done? What What is considered normal here, Nissa? Not to be rude, not you. Your height's fine. Let's... Let's say, I don't know, blue eyes. Okay. How about blonde hair, brown hair? You got a preference? Uh, probably just not white. Let's go brown hair. Let's, let's, let's give you brown hair. Okay. Do you want to be clean shaven? Do you want do you want a beard? I've never had a beard before. Let's go beard. Let's go beard. Mustache or no mustache? You know what? Full beard. Do it, man. I like it. Okay. I would imagine probably changing facial features is probably a good idea, right? Yeah. I have an idea where it could be a pretty plausible human being that we should not run into in the city. But I can just model the facial structure after. Elaborate a little. Fill me in a little bit more on this idea. When I first came to the to the material plane, there was a, a nice family who I saved. And the father, kind of rugged man, kind of matching the description of what we're thinking of. One day, as you're getting used to the sunlight... It's not great because you're so used to such, you know, pretty low-key type of environment and your your eyes feel much more comfortable at night. And kind of as, you know, the sun's starting to go down, you notice um, these kind of clawed footprints. Okay. As you're you're sitting one day, you kind of you realize that there's some on the ground and they're heading to this little farming uh, community. So, seeing these, I'm actually going to try to track it. You are able to follow them with ease. Um, You're traveling through. You see that it goes into this underbrush. And you follow it and follow it. And as you're following it, you can see a particular farmhouse off in the distance. And just a little ways past that, as uh, kind of hidden amongst some of the trees, uh, seeming to start to circle, you see these humanoid type of figures, large and covered in thick fur, They have these large ears, kind of an elongated neck with uh, very broad shoulders, its head kind of hunched low. And all of them seem to have some sort of, like, this just hide plastered on them, a shield on an arm and a spear in their hand. And a few of them even have longbows kind of uh, strung over their, their shoulders as they are clearly coming up and circling and starting to spread out like they are about to attack. I can tell where they're, they're about to go to is, is the farm. You see a few of them are like spreading out. Some of them are going farther ahead, but you see uh, three of them kind of hang back and uh, are studying the closest farmhouse to you. I'm going to stay close to them, but initially I'm going to stay a little hidden because I'm trying to assess this full situation. So as you are kind of hunkering down, you have gotten much better recently mm-hmm. at being able to hide in in trees and in bushes and all that, unlike when you initially came to this realm a couple days ago. Mm. Um, as you're watching, you see these creatures kind of, you've seen this look before, they seem ready, and even like these these long kind of snouts that they have, almost uh, dog-like in appearance, are slobbering. Okay. You've seen this hunger before in the Dada Cool. It's, okay. it's kind of an anticipation of a kill. Okay. What does their positioning look like right now? 
two of them seem to be heading towards the main house. One is kind of like starting to sneak close to the barn, but they're staying within the tree line. And as you're kind of watching, you do hear off in the distance, like way off, just <laughs> and then some screaming. I'm I'm gonna run out. Okay. Um, as this is happening, you see the one that's by the barn start to run, and you only just notice now that uh, the old man is running from his barn to his house. Am I in sight of all three of these knolls? Yes, you see two of them are about 150 feet from you, kind of circling around to the main house. There's one that's within uh, 60 feet of you that's trying to run towards the old man, and you see him, like, take his spear and start to flip it like he's going to get ready to throw it. Okay, I am going to whip out my kopesh, turn to where all three of them can see me, and roar. Go ahead and roll me... Charisma. Just straight charisma. 24. So you run out into the open and just roar, yelling out with this ferocious intensity. Enough that you see all three gnolls stop. Uh, even the one that was like about to hurl the spear stops and they all turn in your direction. And even the old man glances over his shoulder, almost frozen for a moment in fear as he stares towards you. And then you kind of see a brief look of, like, confusion on his face. The one closest to you drops his spear and starts to run into the trees. The two by the house, you see them turn to each other, say something, and one starts to run towards the man and the other is running straight towards you. Uh, the man that was almost at the house. But you got their attention, which did mean that he was able to get to the door. As he gets to the door, you see one of the gnolls who was behind the house at the time, tried to run around and hurl this spear, which slices his arm slightly, but he catches against the door and shoves it open. The other one is running straight for you at a dead sprint, but it's not at you yet. What are you doing? Okay. I'm going to yell at the man, go protect your family, and then I'm going to lob an Eldritch Blast at the knoll closest to him, and then just book it straight for that knoll. You release an Eldritch Blast... Still not fully accustomed to this power, but almost instinctually you extend your your kopesh and swipe the air as a beam of crackling energy shoots out. This blast of energy slams into this thing's shoulder. You you see his arm kind of shoot back in a very awkward way mm -hmm. um, as the creature kind of slams against the house as well. The older man kind of looks towards you and keeps going inside and you see him like slam the door shut okay. um, and you start making a beeline for that particular null. The other one is trying to get to you. You start running forward and you see the one that's uh, the closer null, null to you takes its spear and hurls it almost just as you disappear and reappear much closer to the null you had just attacked. And you see just confusion initially from the one behind you. He moves up and goes to, you see him like lunge at you, claws come out and grab onto uh, your shoulder. You bring your kopesh up just as his teeth come down and you kind of hold his mouth in your kopesh. I'm going to throw my Hexblade's curse on him. Okay, so dark energy swirls up around him and he looks confused as the biting, the, the frenzied attack against you seems to slow, but he's just staring around wildly. And then I'm going to slash at him. You take the blade and swing and just as it's confused, you just hack into its neck and just pull as it starts to slump and collapse against the ground. Okay. The other one behind you, though, is running straight for you and is going to leap at you. And actually, you feel this piercing pain in your shoulder as its teeth sink into your arm. As okay. its bite sinks into your shoulder, you cry out in pain and kind of shove it off. I'm going to turn, look at it with my beaming red eyes, slice at it. All right, so you spin, scream in its face, and just hack into its side and pull. It lunges at you again, but this time you take a quick step as it swipes the air, completely missing you. You hear some commotion behind you, and you look over as the door opens, and you see the old man kind of, like, telling you, and he's waving you towards him. Stranger, come here, safety! You see a young woman kind of behind him, uh, holding what appears to be a crossbow. 
I'm going to go ahead and cast Armor of Agathis. Okay. This cold form covers your body as you feel slightly more protected. And then I'm going to start moving towards them. So he does take a swipe at you, but misses as you initially pull away. And as you do, in almost just this frenzy, he rushes towards you as he just leaps up. So you run, and as he leaps, you shift and smack him to the side as he kind of collapses against the ground. You see him quickly scrambling to get up and start to run at you. The young woman fires another bolt, and it just passes, like, into the dirt right where he was a moment before. I'm just going to hit him. You hack again into his side, a much deeper gash this time as you pull it across. He's bleeding, but he's not down. And he's looking at you, and he just looks so frustrated. His teeth sink into, uh, like, your shoulder and chest. Okay. Um, And kind of tackles you into the ground. They take five cold damage. So you see it blast, and its jawline starts to freeze, and you see it pulling back, and it's just... And it's heaving. It's up with a quick swipe. You actually almost feel yourself like someone grabbed the back of, of your clothes and start to pull you slightly as you swing upwards and just cleave its head clean off as its body just collapses. You're quickly pulled inside the house, and you see the door slam shut. And for a moment... Uh, the older man is just staring at you with a little bit of confusion and then just says, here, I, I have some salve. Here, come, come, get inside. Let's, let's, um... Okay, I will cautiously just follow him. Thank you both for saving me. My name is Am Don. My daughter, and she just nods, uh, Sony. My, my name is Akiva Kanchu. Am I work? He's human. He is way, 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 way north of Orenthal, so there's no way he should be in the city. And even if he is, I mean, we're friends. If I get caught, I can always just claim we're twin brothers. Plausible. I, okay, yep. After an hour, can I use Nissa's hat to kind of make myself a little bit more of a rugged, blue-eyed, blonde-haired version of Amdon? You can look like uh, a, a variation on Amdon. Yeah, so I, I'm basically just a human man. I can just say I am here from my farm north of Orenthal, just trying to get some supplies for my farm for voice. I can pitch shift a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be too far-fetched, I would think, to have somebody travel from uh, a farm here for special supplies. Maybe name an actual produce. Please don't tell them you're here for special supplies. You will be arrested. Okay, uh, we are a farm that produces mostly wheat and corn, and we wanted to try our hand in uh, fruits. So watermelons branching out. Okay, got it. That's, yeah, that's plausible. Okay. Um, And you're just an old family friend. There you go. So I guess we can, because uh, you said you had a couple things you needed to do, Nissa, right? You said you met Bai. You're friends with Bai, right? Yeah, we had a nice conversation. She knows my life story now, so we're friends. I mean, who doesn't, but, um, yeah. Not my friends. I happen to know... I believe she still comes to the city. I know where she lives, if you wanted to check it out. Yeah, I'm all for it. Okay. Yeah. Let's go. Maybe don't tell Belinda, though. Maybe. Ooh, yeah, she... I can see she has a (laughs) a particular... Grievance. I don't think she likes us, so you know. No. Yeah, yeah. We, we can just say we're going out to look for more information on you because you're looking for your missing contact, right? Yeah, and, and in fact, she might be helpful. So it's kind of true. We're going to go, you know, try and find my friend. Okay. Linda doesn't need to know the rest. It's fine. Nissa, you are aware that according to the stories, the house is supposed to be somewhere in the Ankalab Heights district. You are proceeding down. Are you staying on the main road or are you uh, no. cutting through the low hills? Cutting through. Okay. I will keep an eye out on my coin purse. <laughs> Perception checks. Seven. Seventeen. Since the sun is starting to set. So you guys are traveling. It's getting kind of dark out. Kiva, you have your farmer human form. At one point, Nissa, you notice that weird tiefling that asks you some questions again kind of like talking to a couple of uh, people on the street off in the distance but he seems to be like using a quill and just like jotting down some notes and seems to be trying to get some more information on whatever happened 
last night. Crazy things. <laughs> I'm walking as far away from that guy as possible. <laughs> as you are doing that, you catch out of the corner of your eye as Akiva is staring at all the rundown stores and inns and taverns. Someone is getting real close to Akiva. Just slowly, like, walking along the street, getting closer and closer and closer, and the hand starts to leave his pocket as he gets real close to Akiva. I'll turn around and say, can I help you? Quickly, like, hand back in pocket, like, veers off down an alley. Yeah, that's what I thought. Oh, thanks, I guess. Was he... You almost had your pocket picked. Man, that's a problem. It keeps happening here. You are able to get through the low hills without any additional harassment. Akiva, as you quickly pat your stuff, you still have all of your coin. We're good. <laughs> uh, and you make it to the Ankelob Heights district. So what exactly uh, does this place supposed to look like? Well, from what I know, the house is kind of run down. I mean, <laughs> a lot of around here is, like I say, I don't know whether she uses it still or whether it's, I don't know. Um, it's it's part of the tales of by I don't know if you've you've heard the tales of her, you know, spooky old house, spooky old fae live there. That's about as much as I know. All I know is she was just this really nice lady. I mean, at least she gave Scriff some tea. I told her my life story. We had some food. We protected her from some ghouls and zombies and skeletons. Like I say, I don't know if she's going to be there. I have no clue. If if we if she is, if we do get to see her, just be careful what you say to her. Oh no, I think that ship has sailed. Okay. I'll let you do the talking. <laughs> I'm good at that. From now on, just just be wary what you say to her because just yeah, be careful. Okay, can do. So I guess we'll start. I'll start looking around to see if I can find anything that looks kind of rundownish uh, that matches somewhat of a description of what you we'd be looking for. Okay, I mean the low hills was filled with that. Uncle of Heights, however, are a bit nicer. Not a lot, but a bit. You know, the area is kind of. There's a bunch of still uh, nicer inns and taverns. Most of the area here still constructed by uh, wooden homes and businesses. Pretty simple, efficient designs to most of them. Packed pretty tightly together also. Uh, most of them several, a few stories tall at least. And uh, walking through, Nissa, you are going to the general area that you've heard the house to be in. Um, you had rolled such a good check on by before that you have an idea. It's basically within a given like couple blocks. You two uh, can roll either perception or investigation checks. For perception. A nine investigation. Going up and down a couple of blocks. There's a few houses that it could be. Some of them are pretty run down. Not in the best of shape. Do we want to start, I guess, knocking around? So we could ask or we could give this up as lost for today. Uh, I'm, I'm okay with asking somebody. I mean, I don't see any harm in asking somebody. Hi, we're here kind of just... We heard about the rumors about a creepy old house. Uh, have you heard of it? Kind of stop this uh, older uh, male dwarf, bald head, blue eyes, and just kind of stares at you and is, you're looking for what? The rumors we heard it was by a ghosto's house in the legends. We just kind of, we like all the creepy stuff, so we wanted to go see it, check it out, see if the rumors were true. Roll persuasion. I rolled a 16 persuasion. Uh, you're one of those. Not from around town, are you? No, I'm actually out of town. I just heard the rumors, and since I was already in town, I just thought, hey, it'd be interesting to check out. All of the kids try and go and run and knock on the door and see if the crazy, creepy old Bayagosto is going to get them, and it, nothing comes of it. But the house that they say it is is just down the block that way, make a right, and it's at the corner of the street. Well, thank you very much, sir. Hey, looks at both of you and just shakes his head and keeps walking. So we'll, we'll go and check out the house. All right. So you go up to this. The house on the corner is, I mean, you passed it once or twice as you were searching <laughs> for what this house might be. Right now, it looks about the same as some of the other rundown houses you've seen. It's not too bad. A couple of cracks in the wood. Uh, there's shutters over the windows, so you can't really peek inside. At this point, the sun is almost completely down. It is almost night, but... Overall, it's a fairly plain-looking single-story building at the corner of the street. After you. Oh, you. <sighs> yeah, I'll just walk up and knock. I'll be right behind. Three quick raps on the door. There's a pause. Come in, Nissa, dear. 
Well, she's in. I'll push the dog walk in. I'll come in as well. You open the door, walk in. Uh, the interior is uh, is made up of the main room. You notice two doors towards the back. There is a simple, cozy furnishings, a large kind of couch situated by a rug in front of a fireplace. Uh, behind the couch, in a, a corner by one of the doors, you notice a nice wooden table, three chairs uh, set out. One of them is seated. An old woman with very plain, nice clothes and milky white eyes. And there are three cups of tea set. And just please come in and close the door to the cold. I will close the door by me. Sit, enjoy some tea. What brings you by my home here in Orenthal? Bye, you're always telling me your eyes are no good, and yet it seems you could see us coming. You have tea for us. Just a smile. Hi, bye. I don't know if you remember me. It's me, Akiva. I am a little disguised right now, but... As a point, Akiva, after close to an hour, you kind of have to duck away and reapply and come back. Because it is an hour-long spell. Gotcha. So, you've had to do it once since traveling. Okay. Does it have charges? You cast it at will. Please, sit there. Thank you. And I'll take a seat. Start sipping the tea. I mean, it's good. It's hot. Like, just made. So, what brings you by? Well, we happen to be back in the city. We have some time here, and I just, I kind of remembered vaguely where you resided, so just, you know, thought we'd drop on by. Say hi. That's nice. It's a pleasure to entertain you here. You and the death of, I mean, Akiva. I've been called worse. You've noticed, like, her face is turned towards you, Nissa, and though she refers to Akiva, she makes a point of actually, like, not looking towards him at all. Aww. Other than the brief, like, nod towards you when you first entered. Aww. <laughs> so, what did you want to talk about? I assume you wanted to come by and just see the place, talk to me, share stories. You seem to be doing quite well for yourself after all of the harrowing events of the Regorum. Yeah, doing better now. Good, I'm glad to hear it. How are you? I know you're often traveling. Not so at the moment? Right now I am enjoying a brief stay here. I have been quite busy the past few weeks and I figured I have done some some good work. I've gotten a lot accomplished. Now is a good time to relax for a bit. Just see what there is around here. Yeah, we couldn't find you after the, the ghoul attack, and I was worried uh, something had happened to you. No, I simply knew that the place was far too dangerous for someone like me to be around, so my time was done, and I decided to continue on my trip. Well, I'm glad to see you're safe. I am. Thank you, Akiva. So does anything in particular bring you back to the city, or just a time to rest? I mean... I enjoy the rest, the relaxation. You know, I'm always interested in stories, dear. You make interesting new friends, I notice. Do your other- and she kind of, at this point, actually does turn towards you, Akiva. Do your other companions are in the city as well? Valen, Belinda, Scriv? We've still been traveling together. Valen is kind of off on his own little uh, mission right now, but, you know, he's, he's still doing good, as far as I know. I hope he's doing good. I haven't checked in with him recently. Oh no. Is he on a, a quest for Scottis Esh and I? It's some yeah, it's something having to do with it. He didn't share a ton of details with it because I, I would imagine it's extremely personal. Of course it is. On to do good by Esh and I's hand. Yeah, it's kind of his thing. I could see that, dear. Turns back towards Nissa. But Nissa, dear, things have been going better since we last spoke. I assume. You know. Up and down, like for most people, but yeah, pretty good. Good, I'm glad it's been pretty good overall. You did have a very rough time in the Rigorum, if I recall. I nearly died like three, four times a year. Really? I never heard that. We got into a few scrapes out there, yeah. The Rigorum is a very dangerous place. It's not one to travel through lightly. No, so I discovered. I am very glad to be back home. Back on an urban setting. Yeah, suits me more. At the very least, you do seem in your element here. I will say that, Nissa. Thank you. So why are you here? I love small talk as much as the next person, but 
you didn't come here to see me just to small talk. I couldn't just drop in on an old friend. I'm so wounded. It took you how long to find my house? Okay, so I only vaguely knew where it was. Excuse me. You passed by it three times. Keeping count, are we? Okay then. Mm-hmm. Fine. It was funny. I'm glad I bring such amusement. But now you mention it, okay, fine. Small talk aside, I did want to ask you something. You're a very knowledgeable lady, this I know. Oh, thank you. So, I'm sure you're fairly well aware. I'm aware of stories and tales from history. I'm concerned that there may be something from history that's reoccurring, and I wanted to ask if you knew anything about a group of people calling themselves the Whispered Ones. Long pause. And she... So she's been kind of staring in your general direction. There's a kind of creepy moment, Nissa, that her milky white eyes look right at yours. The Whispered Ones, dear. Oh, they are old stories. Why are you concerned about them? Well, you know, you know, a city such as this one, there's always gossip and rumors. I've heard rumors lately that maybe they're re-emerging. Oh, well, they're the quiet sort. They wouldn't re-emerge unless they had a plan in place. That's if they even exist anymore at all. So, would you have any idea of what kind of plan they might have? What they might do? I could have several theories for you, dear. I do like a good theory. I'm sure. I mean, I like hearing stories, dear. I'd exchange a story of mine for a story of yours. One that would be of equivalent interest. Or perhaps you could do me a favor. I can tell you all the theories I have on what the Whispered Ones might be planning, if they would be planning anything at all. If you bring your new friend to me, Scriv. I have a gift for him. Would we be able to come along when we deliver him? Of course. You are free to come with him. I know there is some mistrust from a particular ally of yours towards me. I wouldn't want to imply I'm doing anything that would be harmful to Scriv. I mean, you, you seem to know a lot, and I've already kind of slighted against Scriv already. What did you do to Scriv? I might have ruined a, a little bit of a friendship of his. Oh? Yeah. And how did that happen? They wanted some alone time. Uh, I came along because he, it was like the middle of the night and, and he woke me up from his watch. And then I, he wanted to show him a mural and then I was there. It was this whole thing. What he's trying to say is things are just a little bit, a little awkward between them at the moment, but it's nothing we can't repair, I'm sure. All of that is technically accurate, so I will allow a persuasion check. So I rolled a 27. Ah, so it wasn't just a friend. No, it, uh, I can tell he... There's a very special relationship there, and I might have ruined it, and I feel terrible. Well, you'll simply need to go talk to this friend and convince... Convince them that they should get a chance to speak with Scriv alone. That is the plan. <laughs> I'm hoping to repair what I've done. Might I ask this friend's name? Orlay. Orlay. Well. I'm sure Scriv can talk all about her with you whenever we bring him to come say hello. Oh, so you'll bring him by. So I realize this is actually Nissa's decision, and I'm kind of stepping in here. I'm really sorry, Nissa. That's all right. Not a problem. Um, we can go talk to Scriv, and if he's willing, which I can't see why he wouldn't be to come and receive a present from a friend, you know? Yeah, I'm sure we can do that. Excellent. Well, once he comes by, I will happily tell you my theories. Is there anything else I can help you with? Are you enjoying your tea? It's delicious as ever. Thank you. Excellent. Would you like anything to eat as well? Or would you like additional tea? I am hosting you in one of my homes. I might as well be a good host. I mean, I'm always okay to eat. What about you, Nissa? I could eat. I hadn't actually realized how late it had gotten. Indeed. Give me but a moment and I will happily prepare something for you. Is there anything else I could assist you with in the meantime, however? No, I mean, mostly I was just here to come visit a friend. Very well. She's giving you a long look still, Akiva. But she'll get up and walk towards one of the doors, open it, and you kind of can peek in briefly and you do notice a small kitchen before the door closes behind her. Belinda, Scriv, 
Where are you headed as you are having this conversation? I think we should probably head to Salvador's first, especially as it's getting towards evening and his shop would be closing. So we can hand over what we agreed to and get the information on the Veripol artifact, also without Akiva as an accidental spy with us. I've got the schematics uh, that we promised to deliver uh, as, as the bare minimum to get the information he's been researching. You think we could angle to get those goggles that he had as a bonus? Maybe give him some of the parts? Not all of them. Want to keep some of them. We could certainly give it a try. I mean, worst case, it's a no-go on the deal. We keep the parts and we could try to buy the goggles. I imagine they're pretty expensive and we don't have tons of cash, but I think it could help you out. Since you're the only one without any dark vision, that could become relevant in our next endeavor. That was exactly what I was worried about. Okay, well, we'll we'll make the offer and see what we can do. I think what we gathered is pretty great. I think there's a chance he thought we wouldn't succeed at all. So maybe we'll have some leverage. And we were pretty fast, too. Don't exactly fault him for thinking that. We kicked up a hornet's nest and really got out a lot cleaner than we had any right to. Maybe we're lucky. Doesn't feel that way, though. No, especially recently. So I've been trying to give you space to kind of process what's happening, but at the same time, keep us moving forward. I appreciate that. I don't know quite what's next yet with Akiva. I've been trying to run through different scenarios in my head, and most of them don't end well. I didn't exactly feel comfortable trying to come up with a disguise for him. Part of me wants him to be caught. Maybe the Staff Federation has some way to get Orlay back. Do, do I even want her back around? Like, just being thrown into whatever darkness and stuff Umbra is dealing with is not what she deserves, but at the same time... But at the same time, I have to say, I don't feel she deserves a lot of mercy. She did one of the worst things you can do, which is she betrayed someone who cares for her in a very personal way. And she betrayed all of us. She betrayed everyone. The safety of everyone here in the Empire was put at risk because of her terrible choice. And I don't think she did it out of malevolence, but I don't know how much intention matters. Intentions are important. You're thinking about Akiva? Yeah. You remember when we went back home, we made a point to not tell dad about Akiva? Yeah, I remember saying, don't tell Jack. Because he would kill him. It was a very real possibility. I don't like risk, but I don't have the same pointed focus on eliminating threats that Jack does with very little mercy. I think I'm starting to get that. To err on the side of caution, even at the cost of, I guess, taking free will away from some people. <laughs> It's a problem, and Paladin Whitecliff is a solution. If he were here at this moment, I would not stop him. If he were here, I think we know what he would do. If he knew everything we knew, he would not feel that it was safe to let Akiva continue. I don't think I would have just stepped aside before, but now I get it. It's kind of like Bai, isn't it? Bai is this big whatever, like a tiger. Yeah. And she can be kind and make a nice cup of tea, but at the same time, she is whatever she is. And as goofy and entertaining as Akiva presents, there are times where he makes a point of reminding us how old he really is. And I think what he did to Orlay is just another example of what he can do. I've been giving it a lot of thought because... I have a few priorities in life to find out what happened to my deity and solve that enormous question because it's something that's affecting so many people in a negative way to keep this empire safe in whatever small ways I can and to take care of my friends and my family. And it's very hard to reconcile taking care of Akiva with the two higher priority items. I don't want to say he gets a pass just because we're friends with him. Yeah. And because he did it for you. I mean, it was a selfless act, and yet... <laughs> Intentions are important. That that fact is the only reason I'm not calling out the Staff Federation. Going to find Nessa's friend and having her place an anonymous tip or something. Well, we know Umbra's tensions are completely up in the air, and are at best nefarious. We need assurances. From Umbra? Or Kiva. That he won't invoke that again? 
if he can manifest like that here, then he's growing in power, and we need some way of knowing that Akiba isn't just going to throw the ball in Umbra's court every single time, and Umbra will just have free reign. So I think we should look at it a different way. Let's look at it as assessing a risk versus reward, right? Engaging with Akiva, hearing what he has to say, that is a risk. What is the potential reward? Umbra seems to be incredibly powerful. We are in a situation where we're dealing with multiple negative, dangerous outcomes on the line for the entire, I don't even know just empire, but beyond that, you know, with these threats from the planes. Umbra and therefore Akiva could be an enormous asset if cultivated. But that is a risk that we are going to get betrayed in the end. Does the reward outweigh the risk? Are there any sort of countermeasures we can take against Akiva in case he gets too strong? Some sort of, I don't know, failsafe? He's just a physical person at the end of the day. I can't, I shouldn't consider this, th- this thing. It's Akiva. We know Akiva, and we can't just treat him as, like, an asset to be disposed. We can't. I mean, is that how you see me? Am I just an asset because of, what, my relation to Dad, or because of my expertise in whatever ruins we come across? The fact that I can shoot a bow pretty well? Am I just an asset? Why can't people be both? I mean, how far would I need to push you before you start treating me as a cost-benefit analysis. Who said I don't already? It's not a bad thing. I'm just a person. I don't have a lot of physical skills. I'm just a regular half-elven woman who's used to working a desk job. Who also has mind powers and is really good at scaring people. Which is a relatively new discovery. Before that, I didn't have any of that. I had to learn to get through life without any powers. So... I don't feel any shame at all in saying, yes, I could care about people and value them and at the same time look at them as a person who is part of this world and say, how do they fit in and how can I make sure I'm helping them succeed at doing good or helping stop them if they're doing something evil? Dad did the same sort of thing. At least he tried teaching me that and I understand it. I don't think it devalues the relationship that I have with the people around me. It's just how I've stayed alive. (laughs) You consolidate your assets. You figure out the pros and the cons and how everyone can best fit into whatever the plan is. And I think that makes all of us stronger, right? If we understand how we can work together, what we all have to offer, what we're bringing to the table. Because I know there are things I don't. I'm not going to sneak up on someone and stab them in the dark. Nissa seems like she would would be really skilled at that in general. Not my skill set. I don't think any of us can do any of this alone. We have to work together. And you know, Jack obviously had the person he wants you to be mapped out, which is him. Yeah, that's probably not going to happen. But should it happen? I don't think it should. It depends on whether or not the Empire is at stake at that point. It depends if the pros outweigh the cons, right? Maybe. Or maybe you don't want part of any of this. Maybe this isn't how you end up seeing the world. We all have a different perspective. I know mine is specific to me and my experience and what I want to accomplish. And I'm pretty rigid in that. I'm not a very flexible thinker. That's something that seems to come more naturally to you. I want to know what's going on with these ruins. Like, going around with Dad and seeing the Empire has been great. Meeting all these different people, playing Cataclysm games, and that's fine. But it's not... It's not seeing the world. It's not seeing the history. It's not figuring out what that amulet was for. And I want to help you get answers because I think those answers do matter. You're going to find things out over time and they're not all going to be good things. And I just want you to be prepared for that about the world, about how things work, about how people are motivated. Basically, I guess we could look at Akiva this way. We now know what the big secret is with Akiva. We don't have to worry. He's going to be that friend who stabs you in the front. I would like to assess Belinda. So that would be an insight versus Belinda's deception. 16. And what was the deception? It was a nine. Okay. I think probably the best way to say is you could tell I'm speaking in general terms, but I'm referring to something very specific. I think that's what you would pick up with your check. (laughs) Like, I'm not talking in generalities, really. That's what I'm saying. But what I mean is there is something 
You are going to find out, and it is not good. <laughs> okay, something has smelled weird about all this for a while, but now I have uh, I have reason to start suspecting things. In any case, we had Salvador's. You do eventually arrive, see the various um, little gadgets that he has kind of lining the walls, clearly the, the simple quick stuff he can make. Uh, but you see him uh, seeming to finish up with a customer. Uh, he's short, wavy, brown hair, shaved on the left side and gray eyes. And as he is, as I was like, yeah, you will absolutely love this. It keeps perfect time. Just make sure that you wind it up every so often just to, at noon. At noon, at the sun's highest point, that is how you will be able to make sure everything is set fine. Ah! As he catches sight of the two of you. Your heroes have returned. Excellent. Well, my good sir, please enjoy the, the clock and uh, come see me again. Come see Duststone. Have the greatest deals for you. And this human kind of turns and nods to you guys a little bit and just like, hello, and leaves. Eyes the timepiece, looks back. So do you make a lot of money selling useless gadgets? Oh, they're not useless at all. They are quite useful to those who buy them. Would you like anything of mine? Let's talk about the business we were already transacting first. Ah, so you were successful in the information that you were seeking. Put down some scrolls with the schematics. He tentatively reaches towards one of them and just, may I unfurl it? Well, hold on a second. Scriv wanted to make you another offer. This might not be all we have. You have my interest. Please go on. And I lay out the clockwork bracelets. The functional ones? No, not the functional ones. The incomplete bracelets. Well, you had quite the haul here. What are you hoping to gain? What additional bonuses? I have plenty of coin to give you in addition to this, but... And I look behind the counter. Are those night vision goggles still there? Are they still gaudy? Because I don't remember how you described them. Like they were like these big, like night vision goggle looking things. They are intricate looking. It looks, um, they're these big round eyepieces and pretty nice cured leather that straps around the side to hold them in place. It looks like there's a way to tighten or loosen them as needed. But beyond that, they're fairly simple. They just look nicely made. Well, I find myself in caves a lot and caverns and everything else, and I could use something that could uh, help me see there. He peeks over his shoulder to notice the goggles behind him. Oh, you had interest in these last time. I mean, I still have them if you are interested, and you're offering all of this in exchange for the information I have and the goggles? You talked about a bonus before, and we're looking to claim it based on the excellent work we've done. I mean, the goggles are quite expensive. I don't know if I, all of this would cover the entirety of the cost of the goggles. Scrave, you think there's probably a lot of complexity to some of these mechanisms. It sure would be interesting to take them apart into tiny pieces, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, I know vaguely how to use some tinker tools, so why not? I could just take it apart and see if I can figure out how it works on its own. I mean, we might not be able to put it back together, but it would be worth a shot just to see what parts are, you know, composing it. Well, no, I mean, that's just the sake of create of like discovery, isn't it? Roll persuasion check with advantage. 18 persuasion. <laughs> so you want to take it apart to show me how it works and all the individual pieces? Well, you might be better qualified to do that. I suppose as part of the deal, we could give these to you intact and you could, uh, you know, take them apart at your leisure. With two of them, I can take one apart and that would be much more helpful. I feel this is a very generous offer. I know you can acquire more goggles like these easily. I mean, they are costly to make. Everything is costly to make. But I'll tell you what. Throw in 50 gold on top of that, and the goggles are yours. I just don't think that's a great deal, because goggles of night are something that other artificers can make. What we have right here is entirely unique. That is why you sent us for it. No one else has seen these. You would be the first. What I'm saying is, I think we have the upper hand here. We promised you the schematics. We're delivering the schematics for the information. We have these amazingly fascinating complex constructions that belong to us right now and we could take anywhere i'm sure the government would offer us money for them roll another persuasion check with advantage it's a 21 this is all you were able to find however this is a lot mind you to working not working stares at both of you uh i don't believe these are functional i believe they are prototypes that were in the works at the point at which we acquired them do you know what they were being used in order to control I think the deal's on the table right now. He will turn around, walk into his back room, reappear a couple minutes later with a uh, small tome in his hand with several, like, 
pieces of parchment sticking out of it, reaches behind the counter, grabs the goggles, and places them on the counter. So I think it sounds like we're in agreement then. We are. Always a pleasure to do business with you, Belinda. And as a kindness, I think we won't pass on that we've shared these with you. It's appreciated. As a dealer in information and interesting items of note, it's always good to be have exclusive knowledge of the information. Scrib, do you want to quickly vet the information before we head out? Not that I don't trust you, Salvador, but you understand we have to do our due diligence as well. I assume you would like to look at the schematics. Of course. He places the book and you see it is titled uh, Secrets of Greatness. And he just goes, I made some notations on it. The papers are mine from the various elaborate stories that are in this book, but I think you might find my notes of interest. And he'll just slide the book across as he puts a hand on the blueprints. Then I will grab the book as he grabs the blueprints and we look at our respective bits of information at the same time. Yep. He is going to inspect the blueprints while you are looking at the book. What am I looking at here, Tony? Book is pretty old. Uh, You notice there is no author on it at all. As you're kind of flipping through, you notice various different types of handwriting. So it seems like this is a mix of, of a bunch of different people. Are you focusing on the tome or are you focusing on his notes? Because he has various pages like stuck out at a, a, a particular point in the book. I'd like to go to just like the first set of notes so that I can do a side by side comparison, whatever he's annotating and then his notes relating to the passage. So skimming through it, the first thing that definitely catches your attention as in this first set of notes is Zumyar is written. A name that was told to you once before by Horjan with that sending spell they did. Uh, it says Zamyar, but you notice it's not like the name of, of an empire. It seems to be the name of a person. Skimming through it, you notice like between his notes and what you're reading a little bit, this Zamyar was a ruler of some sort. There are rumors skimming through that he, it was this, he was a ruler of these like various different cities that were spread across uh, Nabrasil. There's notation that this Zamyar helped to create, uh, and you notice he like does little, he made a little notations of several of the runes off the drawing that you gave him um, that in, indicate necromancy and soul storage with a couple of question marks and an occasional notation of like, basically gave power to a caster in some way. Quick question. I believe we were specifically asking if there are any other information on amulets like the one we sketched. Is that referenced anywhere about other amulets like this one? Yes. There was one that apparently this author discovered. Another similar one. An amulet. In the uh, uncharted wildlands between the Thessun kingdom and Solana. Which means that there's probably another set of ruins in that area. Yep. There's also a notation, Scriv, of a symbol you've seen uh, only in the ruins below Silverkeep in that area where you found the amulet in the first place, which is five crystals that all meet at a central point. And I close the book upon seeing that symbol. I can confirm that these notes are legitimate and am satisfied with this part of the deal. Uh, Salvador, are you pleased with your schematics? I think I will get a lot of use to this. Thank you. And he will like take up the schematics and the two prototypes and tuck them kind of behind the counter and just gestures towards the goggles of night. I believe we have an agreement unless there's something else you would like from me. I think this is adequate for our purposes for now. What do you think, Scriv? I'm gonna just grab the goggles of night and adjust them on my face and tighten in bits and pieces. How do I look? Very dashing. Man, I gotta get a haircut or something that's kind of getting in the way. Uh, I know a barber. Maybe I'll get a haircut before we leave town. You can also lance boils if you have any. No, I'm good. I figured. I guess we should probably answer the summons and head to the regent's seat. I've reconsidered and think I should get a haircut now before I go and speak with your mom. Okay. We can swing by uh, and see my friend Reward Mugwort. You're joking. Nope, that is his given name, as far as I know. What do these people- You know what, never mind. Glass houses. And that is where we're going to leave this episode for today. Thank you all for listening. Please share this with your friends and follow us on Twitter at RulesAsWritten, or check out our website, dndraw.com, and feel free to email any questions to the DM at dm at dndraw.com. 
Also subscribe and leave us a review or comment anywhere podcasts are found, and please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash dndraw. Catch you all next time. Thank you.